try again. Luscious yep. hair, what's up? Hey, do you have an, an audio recorder on there that you can just run? Can you pull, pull all the audio versus? I don't know. Okay. Let's see what's that. No, no. Just because I don't have mine again. This is my brand new computer. It's fine. It's probably. Mm-hmm. At least the music's not as loud as so far. All right. Let's go back. Over to everyone. All right. Let's try this again. What up? Okay. What up, beautiful people of Facebook and the rest of the world? This is uh, Soundbytes HTX. We're gonna, well, okay, let's give let's give everyone a second to get situated. Um, we're gonna like and share. I was watching other videos. All right. Hey! <laughs> Hi! All right, so you got, we are here now. We are. We are here now. Let's hope that we don't get interrupted like with our feed once more. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we should be good for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the time. The All right. Cool. All right. So we are. Did you say where we are? Sharing we're at Public room. House in the Heights today. Soundbites HTX. Manny is absent. He is. Uh, he's missed, but he's he's at a, in a sunnier place now. I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. Right, I don't sunnier and hotter, but somewhat. Probably much nicer. But there's, yeah, there's beaches, white sands. Beaches look and like in blue water. So we are envious, but hey, hey get some R&R, homie. That sounds really nice. <laughs> All right, so we are here with somebody that I've actually known for a while. This is my friend Grant, uh, also known around Houston as Bacon. Um, he no, is doing Bacon? a pop-up yeah, here okay. at Public House at 4 today. And he's got some of his best food on the menu tonight. So be lazy and don't cook dinner and come have it with us. But um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about your, your, your shit. Okay. You. So uh, Combio Culinary Concepts is the name of my company. Um, I've been working 21 years professionally in the city and been really spending a long time developing a name for myself. And I decided, uh, close to 17 months ago to just give it up and start doing my own thing. Uh, quit being the GM and executive chef of a restaurant and going on my own and start just, you know, doing pop-ups. So I bought a tent. 
I bought some tables. I bought a small electric griddle, and I started cooking for people and got back to my roots. Yeah, so so you were in the restaurant biz. Why why did you choose Papos? Why? Uh, honestly, I chose Papos because that was one of the uh, turning points to where I actually left the, the industry is because I was working in brick and mortars, and then all of a sudden, I decided to do a pop-up to test out something actually for the restaurant, <laughs> and the, uh, the owner got upset with me. And I was like, yeah, like, dude, I'm, I'm your only salaried manager at this point. Like, you really want to do this? And I just opened up that restaurant and revamped several ones before that. So, yeah. It, so well, you've, uh, you've been in business for now 17 months? 17 months. What are, where are some of the places that, that, you, that you cook at? So I'm at Public House every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm at Our Bar on Houston Avenue every Wednesday. I'm at Houston Cider, Houston Cider Company every single Sunday. Um, and then I'm at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company a good bit, pretty a lot of sar- uh, Fridays and Saturdays, plus our bar, Dan Electro's Guitar Bar. Um, I've done Brash Brewing. I've kind of been a little bit like all over the right here. I was gonna say all greater over, Houston area. All over, yeah. all over the greater heights. Yeah. Is it I, a truck I'm, without wheels? Yeah. No, yeah. Is it, my truck has wheels. It's just not food ready. Food ready. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's what I'm here for, and that's what my tent's here for. So. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a heck of a heck of a change. But man, I love getting back to the roots, and especially when you're the executive chef of a restaurant, you lose you lose the grasp of doing all the cooking yourself. You create the menu items, and then you have your minions or your cooks, you know, who do it all for you. And there's this beautiful feeling of actually like having that instant instant draw and instant like positive reaction from people when you actually cook the food for the people yourself and also you don't have to worry about someone fucking it up <laughs> yeah, yeah you're there from start to finish that's funny you say that because i always you know when i talk to, to aspiring chefs or, or kids that are on the road to becoming oh, yeah. an executive chef they can't wait for that day where they're just bossing the minions around no it's <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> no it really it's is a, especially if you're truly passionate about what you're doing you never want to be just in that back Handing seat. it over? Just yeah. Handing over your... No, yeah. You want to be in the shit with them. Like You, you <laughs> want to be sweating. You want to be enjoying uh, that instant gratification, that beautiful need of fulfillment because food is something that everyone needs to live, but you're doing it to make it some, something that people crave. And if you or have gotten to that level uh, and then you pass over the reins to someone else doing that for you, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> because you're like, it's like, these are my recipes. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's refreshing to hear that because it, it sounds like you put a lot of passion into what you do, and you want you know you want to touch every every step of the of the, the recipe, I guess, of the way for that. Throughout. Oh yeah. No, even at restaurants, there were certain things like when I was the executive chef in GM Piggy's Kitchen Bar, I was like, I wouldn't let anyone else touch my biscuits. That was my <laughs> thing. Like, I would spend and I would make 140 to 180 a day scratch biscuits about this big that were you know no one knew the recipe and i was like i won't give you that recipe because i spent a good that's yeah, your baby a couple yeah, of months yeah, of yeah. making biscuits every day to perfect it to where people were like these are the stupidest oh, that sounds best biscuits terrible. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> i was about to say god danielle has it bad but then i was like oh wait a minute uh 
two. Your piggies is before you and Danielle. No, 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 that was we were. Oh, Danielle had it horrible. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. No, she was there. Uh, <laughs> she was there since the creation of that. Yeah, it's been Danielle and I've been together for uh, three years now. So yeah. The, oh my God! Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit! Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> old friend side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a phenomenal just, girlfriend named Danielle. Well. She's amazing. Super <laughs> she's so and a really badass, really badass artist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also in the food industry, should I say? Yeah, yeah we were just chatting before we started. Apparently, we met at uh, did a holiday party for uh, Casinos. And yeah, yeah, she works over there, there, and yeah. uh, and that's when we met. And I think it, I had frequented uh, Walker a couple of times, but I had never actually met you. And I was like, oh, hello. Yeah. So it just clicked today. I was like, that's where it makes yeah. a lot of sense it, now. It just industry, you know, going waves of, uh, of being fully staffed and not being fully staffed. Yeah. And when, I think that was a period where I was not fully staffed, so I'm on the truck all the time. Yeah. But I do, you know, and like, like you were talking about earlier, I, I um, when I'm not on the truck and I'm just doing admin work and finding booking spots, I do miss being in, you know, in the shit. Yeah, I do miss like yeah, doing, being there, getting dirty, cooking, cleaning, Absolutely. even the cleaning. Even the the no, cleaning grew it, on me. <laughs> it's grown on me as much as people. The, the cleaning does grow on you, but I I still hate the cleaning. <laughs> That's like the the part that I hate the most about it. I miss having dishwashers. You know? Oh, <laughs> like, I thought that was the beauty of working in the restaurant is being learned. covered in food particles and raw meat. I Am mean, I wrong? It can be. Yeah, like, that's your thing. I mean, oh wait, different strokes for different. We're talking about the restaurant, not my sex life. <laughs> well, just kidding. Throwing that out there for all you uh, meat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, so tell us a little bit about what kind of food you like. What is your favorite item that you've ever had on any of your menus? Because you get pretty, pretty fucking creative with your. Oh stuff. yeah. So like. There was a long period of time when I was changing up the concept every single week where I was doing like build your own mac and cheese bars and super loaded baked potatoes and um, like Mario Linguini's, a Super Mario Brothers themed pasta pop up <laughs> that I did. And oh, yeah. then but people kept on begging for my burgers back over and over and over again, which is my BTX concept because Combio and Spanish means change. And so my concept changes every single week. Um, eventually it became that my the individual items became different every single week, but it kind of stuck on burgers because I won best burger in Houston 2018. I had a bunch of different wins and different competitions for burgers. People were blowing me up. I was becoming Cramtown famous, and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta yeah. do this. And so, uh, the most popular burger that I've done, and still, I'm offering it today is the millions of peaches peaches with brie burger oh uh, i missed the second half of the name whenever I yeah, yeah it. sorry it's the millions of peaches peaches with brie yeah uh and so we did this last tuesday <laughs> hilariously chris Ballou, the lead singer of uh of the presidency of the united states of america i tagged him jokingly on instagram about this burger when i put out he liked it and shared it and started blowing it up and i was like he's Hell done that yeah. multiple times i was like I think that means I'm officially endorsed by the presidency of the <laughs> America. I mean, yeah. Like that just makes sense to me now. Well, at least it's the band and not Trump. That's true. That's very true. It's a, not the president. Yeah, it's the presidents. It's the presidents. Uh, so now you have to make like a whole menu. 
of Man. items based on presence of the United States. Uh, yeah, I just don't want to make a bull weevil burger. You know, that was just, you know. <laughs> That's what I was trying to, I was like, what is the name of that song? Yeah. Uh, then, oh, gosh. The kitty on my foot and I want such a laugh. I was like, nope. No, I'm not making a cat burger. This is not happening. Uh, but so that burger is uh, buttermilk basil aioli on my house proprietary burger that I do, which is beef cheek chuck and brisket, um, top of imported French brie, uh, Texas peaches, and only Texas peaches. Uh, so it's only a seasonal thing. Uh, marinated in orange blossom bourbon simple syrup and finished off with house cured bacon. That all just went over my head, but it sounds fucking... Yeah. So as yeah, I was saying delicious. earlier, if you want to be lazy for dinner tonight, yeah. Um, so a lot of people have alluded me to being the real life uh, Bob Belcher is because not only do I make the creative burger titles and go absolutely insane with them, but I also make them taste good, uh, which is the fun part. Uh, I have like the Etu Turque, which is a turkey Caesar burger. Uh, because... I'm going to think of Bob's burgers every time. Yeah. <laughs> you have the Havana Good Time burger, which is my version of a Cuban sandwich on top of the burger. Um, I had the um, the Philly Buster, which is a Philly cheesesteak on top of one, including um, New York strip steak on top of the proprietary patty. Uh, done as Philly cheesesteak style. Uh, I definitely go above and beyond. Uh, and then I also do topical things like the Polar Vortex. Because it sure was chilly outside during that. So I made a, <laughs> I made a Frito pie burger with pimento cheese and house-made brisket chili on top of my proprietary um, patty and like, and the buns from Craftsman, and then I shoved the entire Frito pie burger back inside of the individual Frito pie bag, so that way, number one, it's less messy to eat, and number two, take a fork at the end and grab all the stuff that falls out. Right. Ah. And it's yeah, you're you're reusing. No waste. Yeah. No, no waste. You're not using a, another wax paper. You're not using anything. Exactly. Yeah. And it's super fucking cute too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> two things. Uh, Sell. Two so, things sell. They cute, really cute do. Things. Cute things sell. I agree. Yeah. I was just at a, a anime Matsuri this weekend with the food truck. Oh yeah, how did that go? Yeah, a, a lot of cute things. A lot of yeah, the anime. A lot of underage cute things though, but so don't <laughs> leave them at the festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, but inside it's you know just toys and all sorts of all the little like cute little watermelon with faces on it or a little peach or a little yeah. strawberry like they just they're into all that stuff. So cutesy. Yeah, yeah so cutesy. What is it? Uh, um, kawaii. That's what they. Oh uh, yeah. Like the Asian, like really cute little thing. It's just like our Yugen brother would do. He just grabs googly eyes and put them on everything, like Jason Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Make it cute, so you put some googly eyes on it. I tell you how many things you can convert into just like a cute little animated character. Okay. Now I'm looking around this room and thinking, what we can just. Everything is better with little googly like eyes. A smile on that. Just painting above you. Oh. We can put like a unicorn on it. You know, we're good. My my ex husband one time found out that like some uh, the cleaning crew was like stealing his change out of his drawer at work. So when he figured it out, he like opened the drawer and put a whole bunch of peeps, like the little marshmallow peeps with googly eyes and just a big sign that said "We're watching you." And nobody ever stole his quarters from his desk drawer again. Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> ah. Oh damn. So. <laughs> <laughs> So as far as the pop-up goes, you think, because um, we have a lot of viewers that may be thinking of doing a pop-up or before they open like a, a food truck or what, any advice you would give, you would give those guys 
um because you got to work out of coolers you got to work out you got to for sure pick it up put it put it away and being it, mobile without being, having it on a truck being mobile without a truck can be difficult but it also can be freeing at the same time because number one like you don't have to uh, because you're no longer a stationary position even because you're a food truck you have to have a certain uh, certain food permit that goes with that. Um, you're actually established for twenty less than twenty four hours in one location, so you just need one that lowly and indemnifies everything. Especially if you pop up at places that already have a food permit, you can be blanketed into you can theirs. Back exactly. So um, a lot of the extra permitting uh, is not there, so that's a lot a lot more off your overhead than normal. Also, you don't have to do the morningly uh, health health inspections. The commissary is, tickets. The commissary tickets are yes, very difficult. Cool. Even though I do use a commissary uh, kitchen for uh, for my heavy prep and everything like that, and then everything else, like if I'm cutting onions, I'll cut it on site and stuff like that. So that way, it's very easy. Um, everything in disposable containers is just done, it's thrown away. Um, Got to make sure that you know you have your you have all the things that you would expect in a normal kitchen, um, but. The buy-in is so much less. Yeah, you know, buy a tent. Oh, trust me, I know. Buy a tent. <laughs> buy, <laughs> buy a couple of tables. Um, buy some coverage. Uh, buy a cooking and buy something to cook off. Like, whether it's like I started off on a small electric griddle this big and just kind of kept leveled up. There. Yeah, yeah. And so the the buy-in is way less, and the return is way more because you're not having to pay as much on your overhead, um, and also because you're not branded as much. As doing a food truck, food truck is all about identity. It's all about um, getting people to buy into what you are and stick with you throughout your entire process of hopefully getting brick and mortar. Uh, for me personally, I love the freedom of where, hey, it's combio, it changes, <laughs> you know. And this was something that, like uh, me and my old Sue and my pastry chef, we would like go and drink beers after work. And just talk about stuff and go, oh, yeah, it's combio, it's combio, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And we just like brainstorm ideas. And then eventually I just like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want to have this be my ever changing, keep people on their toes, give them something new and the variety of spice of life. You know, it's so much fun. And as long as they know that everything that you do is going to be magnificent. I don't care what the hell you're doing. It's so much fun. Like, I've had people. It's like, I don't know about that, but everything I've tasted from you is fantastic. So I'm gonna trust you. And they're like, Well, that's fucking good. That's, like, yeah, that's, that's that's awesome. You get to introduce them to maybe something they would never try before. And uh, on my food truck, I think we do that in the in the sense of we incorporate familiar ingredients into maybe like an oh. Asian dish. And I, oh, I don't know what that is, but I know what brisket is. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll venture to try it. But it's awesome that you can say like. Everything you've ever made me is good, so I'll try whatever you're putting in front of me. Is it the um, you have the brisket uh, egg rolls, the brisket egg rolls, and then you also have the, oh, the brisket the, pad thai, and you know, the brisket pad thai. Mm -hmm. I had the brisket. That's what I had no. last time from you guys was the brisket pad thai. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, and then you had the pork belly fried rice <laughs> also with the kimchi. Uh, like yeah. you guys got some really awesome stuff because you like it's, it's, I wouldn't call it fusion because it's still you're treating them like they should be. Like a traditional Korean, a traditional yeah. like done like that, but at the same time, it's the verbiage that brings people in. You're like, oh, I'm from Texas. I know pork belly. I know brisket. <laughs> like, for sure, a funny. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned that. I'm sure a funny story. We were um, we were doing a festival, and we had uh, we were doing a chicken katsu, a chicken okay. katsu done right, and um, we just called it the chicken katsu. 
Yeah. And I told the guys, man, I'm going to just change the name of these, you know, Texas Smoky Barbecue Sauce. I'm just going to call it the Cowboy Katsu. And no. yeah. <laughs> it was just, we were at Anime Master this weekend and I, we could not keep up with it. I called the restaurant, hey, y'all need to make more, like, stop making everything else. Yeah. Just do the Katsu. People just come up, let me get a cowboy. Let me just get a cowboy. <laughs> they, they, yeah. They didn't know the second part of the name. They just thought it was chicken. They had cowboy in it. And yeah. <laughs> oh, that's how. Like, and it was delicious. And they liked it. And they just kept coming back. For my pop-ups, like, my bestseller is the Roadside Classic. Um, and the, the reason why is because it has the word classic in it. And so people automatically like, I'll take the classic. I'll take the classic. And then eventually I was like, well, You're like, it's only been a classic for like two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, because it was, I always called it, what was the first name I called it? I called it the, uh, the Kiss Burger. But the K, it was the acronym. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, and that was the one that won me the award was, it's just the house ground patty with house made American cheese, uh, scratch pickles, 1015 tea onions, or Vidalia, depending on what season it is. Uh, my hush sauce, um, which is my version of a secret sauce. And then, and then the buns from Crest and Bacon that they make me custom. And that's it. And like super simple. And people just went nuts for them because it's everything that you want and that flavor that you would get when you're traveling across the country um, on a road trip with your family and you stop by and, you know, oh, a little roadside burger place. Let's check it out. And there it is. And you're like, oh, yeah, I want that one. And it's like, because it's the go-to. And it's not the lettuce, tomato, everything else. It's just pickles, onions, cheese, sauce, bread, meat. True. Well, one of these days, it's, it's uh, you know, beauty and simplicity, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sometimes that, those are the best things. Just keep it simple. Uh, super awesome. Super awesome. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the word classic. Verbiage. It's huge. It, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of power in, you know, the names. The names that you, you put on on, uh, on an item. Um, you, oh, I was going to do the Manny thing and just remind everybody where we're, <laughs> where, 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 where we are at, we are with uh, Grant Bacon Keaton, uh, who is the owner and operator of Cambio, Com Culinary. Cambio Culinary Concepts. Uh, and we are here at Public House Heights, which he has a pop up that starts at four o'clock if you guys are hungry later. So I'm pulling up the address now for everyone because oh, yeah, just to get 2802 White Oak. 2802 White Oak. It's very close to the very uh, empty, vacant lot that used to be the amazing Fitzgeralds that we were yes, talking about yesterday. Uh, which there was plenty of parking in the parking lot earlier, but I refused to park there. R.I.P. <laughs> and I walked all around the, the block rather garage. than through That's it. What I, you know what? No one believed me when I told them. I was like, I really no told they're turning into a parking garage. Like, no way they're going to turn that place into a parking garage. Yeah. It's going to be a parking garage. They'll probably turn into something else on top later, but right now it's going to be a parking garage yeah. for all the bars on White Oak. Um, progress, I guess. Well, and they also <laughs> shut down the parking lot across the street, which <laughs> used to be parking for just here in the strip center. And that's going to be a new strip center with like housing on the second floor and a restaurant that's overhanging the bayou, but that bayou floods. And so I'm like, that seems like a smart idea. It's a balcony <laughs> slash pool. Chicago I investors. <laughs> Chicago developers and investors. Oh, you know, man. You know, it's gonna... That's a touchy subject right now with everyone. It's okay. They'll live in the hard way. <laughs> I mean, Chicago, just, you know, the water burger thing. Yeah. Oh. What, so remember how last week we were talking about um, whenever breweries open up and they branch out and they get bought out by 
different distributing companies and they get, you know, spread out and through through all the bars in America. The city that they actually that grew up in, their hometown, usually tends to get the less awesome products where all the new places right? get the super oh, yeah. awesome products because they need to learn their learn their love for it where we already have our love for it. So what do you think is going to happen with Whataburger? Do you think it's going to be the same way? Do you think that... They're going to invest um, more time into making the product. Or is it just all such frozen product anyway that it doesn't really matter? Because it's fast food. I'm pretty sure. That it's good. all so packed with preservatives. You know, okay, so here's my, here's my guess. There's going to be a Whataburger Texas chili dog, and then there's going to be a Whataburger Chicago dog within like two years. Like, it just makes sense to me. That, like, it makes it Chicago, and they're going to use Vienna beef for, for that. And they're going to use <laughs> Nolan Ryan beef for the, uh, for, for the Texas dog, you know, and they're going to pit them against each other in Chicago. So I actually have the idea that this is all just a big marketing scheme to get Houstonians and Texans really pissed off to the point where JJ Watt ends up buying it. What do you guys think? Oh, he's, he's the first since they were on since it? they were saying something about it. Mm. Do you think that, that could be a actually, thing? I don't think he has the money. I think Whataburger's. A I don't think the I don't think the money is the the issue. I think if anybody were to if anybody were to say or JJ Watt to say Whataburger has the opportunity to be in my hands. People are going to give him the money. I'm, I'm going to leave this one alone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like football. I was just... I, like, I don't know. I was just rolling with that. I don't know. I don't, no. know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Maybe I was letting my, my 420 brain go too crazy with it. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's... I'm everyone's all about little, the conspiracy theories. I was a little hurt about it now, but that is what it is. I mean, I hope... Waterburger made a shit. Hey, what's it. going on? Hey, guys. What up? Hey, hey Eric. Hey. I think I met you. <laughs> Marco. Hey. You guys doing some planning? We're some uh, planning? Doing some We're actually live. Uh, we're doing a podcast right now. <laughs> you say hi? It's Eric. Eric's yeah, like, oh. in over here for me. <laughs> hey, hey. What's up, guys? <laughs> One of public house best. Absolutely. So, uh, should we talk about your soon t your project that you've been working yeah, on? Yeah, we did. Oh, man. Is it something you can talk about? Or is it yeah, no, I can totally talk about this. So, uh, I've actually been uh, part of when I started Combios. I wanted to make sure that I can pass on, because I don't want to keep all of this craziness that's in my brain, because I'm always constantly yeah, developing throw it out there. <laughs> new menus, <laughs> new ideas, and stuff like that. So, um the owners of Public House, actually, where we are right now, is that they're opening up a new place out in Spring Branch on Long Point and Gessner. And so uh, they asked me to consult on that, so I've developed the menu for that place. Um, we've gone back and forth. We spent the last nine months developing this restaurant, and within the next, I'd say, two weeks, we're going to be open uh, for the soft opening and then hard open, and we're ready to go. So it's kind of a – we found a, a nice – area in between that I can actually sit to hell with you guys because I'm here tonight. Otherwise, I'd be busting my ass over there trying to get it open because uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, and where's that at? So uh, right there, in right in front of uh, Shadow Oaks and Royal Oaks um, in Spring Branch where uh, Long Point dead ends. If you just, so take I-10 West 
take Gessner North take, and second Memorial left. Mall. Yeah, not far from Memorial. Right the other side of Memorial City Mall and the Memorial Group and stuff like that. that so that's an interesting location for me, just because it's, it's that's like Koreatown still, huh? It is very heavily Korean over there. Yes, it is. And so uh, what we're doing is we're opening up a beer garden mm -hmm. uh, with a lot of Americana food. Sixteen total menu items. Uh, really awesome, small menu, but everything is dynamite. Um, things from like on Dewey wrap uh, five minute eggs down to scotch eggs uh, that are on a bed of pimento cheese with bacon jam and pickled green tomato chow chow. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have our brisket bites. We have a 12 foot smoker that we're going to be smoking all of our wings on before we fry them. And then we're also, including my personal favorite, is the Thai curry wing that's done like a Masaman style Thai curry. It's going to be over the top. Um, and then we have the smoked brisket bites which are kind of like our version of a jalapeno popper. Why the hell would you want to put a whole jalapeno on there? So gigantic nuggets of smoked brisket with Neufchatel, um, pickled red Fresno chilies, wrapped in house-cured bacon, the deep-fried Tossin Carolina barbecue sauce, and served with our crack sauce, which is an apple cider <laughs> vinegar and mayonnaise-based. Um, best way to describe it is like a way more flavorful and intense version of Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> Yeah, so, and I love these chicken chips. Yeah, it's like next stuff. You weren't kidding when you said it was definitely. Uh, and that's that's probably not. You, you were telling me earlier that's one of your, one of your, uh, your other concepts you're helping to open. Oh up. yeah, and so yeah, because I'm doing restaurant consulting now, also as well as doing pop ups Tuesday through Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Mondays it's a sacred day, guys. Because. I have almost too much going on up here that I can't hold it back. Uh, and just, I can't, there's no way that I can execute all these restaurants myself. So I'm like, oh, you're opening a restaurant? Let me give you some ideas. Let me give you some ideas. <laughs> and then at that point, I'm like, well, I sell the intellectual property. It's yours. Enjoy it, guys. And I move on to my next idea. So, what, so how do you choose what you keep for yourself and what you? Uh, emotional attachment. <laughs> that's I'm sappy <laughs> when it comes to that. I'm emotionally when you attached. Get sappy about your food, that's when yeah. you go to like, forever. Oh, yeah, no one can have this. <laughs> and you just like want to cuddle up with it. It's it's getting buried with me. When I like, <laughs> my biscuits are that way for sure. Like uh, I've never had your biscuits. How have you never had my? Biscuits? I don't know how yeah. I've never had your biscuits. They're, they're, God, that sounds so like that could go so many ways. I've never had your biscuits before. <laughs> I just want to eat your biscuits. Sorry, I didn't know how to say it, but it just sounds bad. <laughs> but I really do want to yeah, eat his biscuits. I, I feel like I've been missing out. I just recently met you. Just, huh? shit, I, should I know. I'm excited for. Uh... I like live down the street, so I should have been coming down here every. Well, Tuesday. I mean, I used to too, <laughs> but I don't anymore. So I have an excuse. Not an excuse now. There are no excuses. Only problem. Problems to overcome. Problems to overcome. Problems to overcome. <laughs> so, which one? What, what's your uh, What's your favorite spot to work here? You, you named like six locations. Um, it just depends. I mean, like I, I I will never call out any one place as my favorite. Uh, um, sorry, guys. Oh yeah, no. Someone paid me to ask you. That's so dirty. <laughs> so I was gonna say def definitely volume wise. It was public house. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Is it? Is it? This is. <laughs> public house i met my girlfriend here i used to drink here every day when it came to the oh, not every day i'm not an alcoholic uh but you know it's like whenever i was going out for a drink i would come here and so 
I'm gra I gravitate to this place. I've known the owners for a long time. I, the the staff never changes over. It's you know the same people you expect you see every single day. The regulars are all the same. So I love this place because it's that's why it's my two day a week bread and butter. Hey, this is yeah. kind of like it's more like hanging out and cooking for your own family than it's for that. Volume wise, Buffalo Bayou. I'm slammed over there all the time, and they always love having me over there. Um, and that's there. They're, they're still at that location in the warehouse. Yeah, still in Nolda, still uh, Nolda and TC Jester. Uh, the new when, place is about to open. Yeah, where's the new place at? So it's right behind the Target on Taylor, um, right oh. there in the. Uh, oh. I yeah. thought it was further over towards Shepherd. I didn't know. No, no, it's oh. it's so if you, I ten exit Taylor. Um, you know the Mahatma Rice Plant. Yeah, it's right in front of that. Uh, so your yards. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. That's isn't that like so your haulers? Yeah. So what are they gonna do? Right haulers? around the corner. Gonna stay there? Yeah. Can we holler behind. It's very. They're very close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> haulers. Gonna no be wonders like, why Eighth Wonder bought the Beatles. Like, cause didn't they used to sit over there? They used to sit right behind the Target. Yeah, right behind the Target. Yeah, they it's used like to sit right behind the Target. Now they're at Eighth Wonder, and, right? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was going to be on the train tracks off of like Yale or Shepherd or something. No, it's like before you hit the train tracks, just south of I-10, um, right before it hits Washington. Yeah. Wait, Holler's the one that's over right um, Silver Street? Yeah, it's right behind Silver Street. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. so that's, that's I haven't been there yet, but... We have a block of breweries and art. And... I will say they have a fantastic pilsner. I am... I've always loved their hollow dollar pills, y'all. Oh, hollow dollar pills. That's a... <laughs> I've always loved the name. Hey, hey, once again, names. Hollow dollar pills, y'all. Are you oh, serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever called that? Yeah, hollow dollar pills, y'all. It's so good. What? Oh, my God. Mm. You are the man. You're a lot more. I'll probably take more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... The famous... Drugs they delivering. The famous thing. grouse. Um, <laughs> the whiskey they have... Um, oh, they have mints that they've packed into these little tins, and they got a bunch of them for promo here. And I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" I think I killed like twelve cartons of those, uh, twelve little <laughs> packs of those mints, like last month alone. I just, they should just ship you, put uh, have them sponsor you and uh, ship you mints. I'm already sponsored by Topo Chico and Miller High Life. I don't need any more sponsorships. Ooh, oh High really? Life. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I want to. <laughs> I've actually wanted for a long time. I've wanted. I don't. Did I see? I've wanted to create a Miller High Life cocktail menu. Do it. Oh, I want to so bad because it can't be the champagne of beers without being the champagne of cocktails and champagne too. You know I'm how they? Awesome. Did you not do this back in like 2005, 2006? It was somewhere like between. Actually, I'll say it was between 2006 and 2008. Miller High Life was like, "Hey, you want to be sponsored by us? Send us your email." And your address, and then they sent you an endorsement check for one dollar <laughs> and a certificate. I uh, did not know about. Oh yeah, that. no. So I did that. I did that. I did that. So I've been sponsored by them for like, <laughs> for like, what do they send you? Like, years. Keep sending you stickers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, it, but it was really funny. So I had you that. That would be funny if, like, for any reason possible, Miller High Life saw this. It was like, you know what? Miller High Life, we got you, dude. This like, woman. We, we will no, I'm talking dollar. about you, not oh, yeah, me. Yeah. You. Send some High Life bottles, not cans. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, 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 no. He can have the bottles out of the cans. They make me burp better. <laughs> you guys had a drink. Speaking of that, um, a drink. Do you want oh, a shot? I was gonna say a shot would be nice. Yeah, yeah. What do you want? 
Uh, bullet. Bullet? What are you doing? I'm just going to get a beer. Ah. Ah. I'm going to Tito's Red Bull. Okay. You can use a little, like... Actually, I take that back. I do want another endorsement. Oh, yeah? Which one's that? Levi's. I want Levi's jeans to endorse me. Oh, yeah? Why do you want Levi's jeans to endorse you? Uh, because I live Levi's. Like, we plan on naming our kid Levi. <laughs> like, this is, like, this is our thing. Like, like so you only... Uh, you're not wearing jeans. So you only no. wear Levi's, period. For jeans, yeah. Only yeah. Levi's. Um, I own Levi's socks, hats, shirts. I have a portion of my closet, and my entire clothing is that much, and this much of it is all Levi's. Any specific reason why? I'm I'm a denim dandy. <laughs> I I will do denim on denim on denim on denim. Speaking of which, you're missing some denim today. I am missing denim today. Uh, I was. What happened to your denim today? It is in the truck, I think. Ooh. I am. <laughs> hey Jason, how's it going? So Grant and I know each other a few weeks ago when we were back and we were still in the studio actually. Uh, I had brought up uh, Turbo Negro, a band that we are Turbo Negro that we are fans Absolutely. of. We are in the Yugen. And we are part of the Turbo Yugen, which we had talked about that day. And I thought that we were gonna Our president Our over president there. is actually here. Come say hi. So the president of our chapter is here. The president of our chapter is here, and I brought mine, but it was hot earlier, so. Oof. There we go. So our president's going to come say hi. Where am I going? Come on in. Come say hi. Ah, <laughs> you got room? It's not like I take up a lot of room anyways. I know. You could just, like, lay on us, and we wouldn't feel anything. <laughs> this is Jay. Jay! How's it going? Good. How's your Tuesday going? It's going good. Yeah? What'd you do today? Cheers. Uh, I bought record shelves at Ikea. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> you, uh, you domesticated bitch. <laughs> but, I mean, he did just buy a new house, so. Yeah. So, my he arms more are shelves. really sore. Build, building that Ikea furniture. No, 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 just moving it up to where my, <laughs> okay. like, all my records are on the third floor it was a nightmare. Are you serious? That's where you chose to put your record room? There is no other place for it. I guess nothing's coming back down from there. Uh, never again. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to move again. No, I'm not. No. Never. never. I mean, I don't know much about, like, the chapter or this group, but I feel like you could probably, like, have a little get-together at your house and just say, hey, guys, before you all come up to the third floor, everyone grab a box of records. You think <laughs> I would have thought about that when we were actually doing the move. Yeah, everyone grab a piece of furniture. You should have done that, third floor. to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but I love you guys too much to torture you like that. Damn. But what if we like being tortured by you? That's why I'm your press. This is true. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's been a minute. I know. I miss you, honey. Anywho, so let's yes. talk about your pop-up later. What do you have on the menu for us? So, mini tonight, I've got the Roadside Classic. What am I feeding my daughter? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> this cat's getting one. Sweet. Okay, so uh, so I got the Roadside Classic, which is the one that won Best Burger Houston eight, 2018. So uh, proprietary patty uh, with the with the with the House American uh, pick the house pickles, ten fifteen tea onions with the hot uh, sauce, and on the custom hall bun from Craft and Bacon on twenty second. If you don't go there, go there. It's, yeah. Beats the hell out of slow though. <laughs> for sure. Shots fired. And I do not care. Shots fired. I don't care. 
Sorry to slow down. And anyway, we used to use them. We, we cut out burgers. The, the old, <laughs> anyway, the old baker, the guy who used to make slow when it was still good, is now a cake and bacon anyways. So, uh, so cake and bacon, craftsman. I'm a craftsman man myself. Uh, and they're local. Absolutely. They they're Heights local. Fantastic. Scott, shout out to you. <laughs> uh, then we've got um, the American Classic which is the exact same burger with the heirloom tomato and the uh, romaine hearts on it. And then I also am offering the double double, which is my version of in and out double double. Uh, so it is the, it's the combio uh, roadside classic, but done double patty quadruple cheese uh, with extra sauce, just dripping fantastic. And then, uh, with the pickles and the onions, no less tomato that gets in the way. Yeah. And then I have the millions of peaches burger that I spoke about earlier. Um, and That's then the one I'm gonna try today. And because I decided to get a little extra fancy today, I actually made a homemade six cheese rosemary focaccia bread that Ooh. you can sub out any of the buns for today as well, um, which is stupid good. And for vegetarians, um, I'm doing a, a, a caramelized peach and brie focaccia um, grilled cheese tonight as well. And you just do you. this out of like a cooler? <laughs> you have all this in like a cooler? Yeah, uh, I have uh, uh, bus tubs covered in ice with lids. Yeah, that's how I want to do it. No, we, we complain about not having enough refrigeration on the truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I... <laughs> no, it's like, especially when, at public house because we have... I have my tents and table up in, in the back, so it's like all set, ready to go. Um, I basically... Ice everything down every hour and a half. I have to completely put brand new ice because it's 100 degrees outside. So yeah. it's like, sorry guys, hold on one second. I'll get your burger tune in about eight minutes because I have to go and re-ice everything to keep everything. Have you ever thought about just uh, bringing in? Um, so what we've done for for festivals whenever I need to have extra refrigeration, I'll get a Johnson control, hook it up to yeah. a, a chest cooler, which you get like 100 bucks. Yeah, you know, and keep it at 41, and then just keep it in there. In the middle of building one of those. And this is for a new concept that I'm about to start doing with the BTX. And this is new. Uh, <laughs> so I'm in the middle of uh, doing a dry ice fed um, coil system. I'm building a coil system within um, an Arctic, not a Yeti, because Yetis are way too stupid expensive. Yeah. Uh, the Arctic, the, the, the cheaper versions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically building a coil system in there that will actually stay at a 36 degree uh, between 36 of the max, but normally it stays between 21 and and 30 degrees. Uh, so it wouldn't need power. No power. Is it no power at all? It's just a dry ice fed system that has a coil. Um, actually, it doesn't need power. It does a little bit of power. You're gonna have to, you're having a oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I've got a fan that circulates everything in there. But that's it. Um, so I'm in the process of building this, but it's to do um, to do boozy milkshakes at places that are full bars that I work at. And so I'll be offering the milkshake and then you can walk up the bar because we have to adhere, we have to we have to make sure that we stay within TABC laws exactly. and be like, hey, can I get a shot of this? And then if you happen to dump it in there, <laughs> then that's kind of the way it happens. But uh, the the one that I've tested that is the most popular so far is my cinnamon toast crunch horchata milkshake. I'm so proud um, of you, President. <laughs> 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 and so it's the uh, the the cream. So it's a it's a house made cinnamon ice cream that is then pureed with milk that has been steeping in cinnamon toast crunch, 
uh, pureed with a hand mixer, and then finished off with a house-made churro. Um, the candies, the edge of the rim is rimmed with cinnamon toast crunch, um, a dulce de leche drizzle, and then if you want to make it boozy, then you can go and get um, a fireball and rum chata shot, dump it in there, and then you have a boozy milkshake. Dude, that sounds just hook it to my veins. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what we've learned from episode nine today is that this guy is extremely ambitious. Super <laughs> and has amazing ideas. Yeah, the red velvet one's going to be really good, too. Oh, that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, there's going to be about four different milkshakes that I'm going to be offering. Damn. Um, with the burgers and... A carrot cake milkshake. Don't you get me started about rum. that. Yes. Mm. I've got, I've got a tiki ah. event coming up that I immediately want to do something. Like... Yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Done. Sunday. Do it. Sunday. It's on yeah. Sunday. It's on Sunday. It's on Sunday. But so P.S. Everyone listening, we should plug it. We should plug it now. Since we're talking about <laughs> it, so that event that we've been talking about for like two months now, the Tiki event, it's finally here. I'm stressing like crazy because that's I, what I, I, I do. <clears throat> but it's on Sunday. It's right. on Sunday. Um, we've got a call from Austin, Texas, playing. We've got. King Pelican from San Antonio. We've got DJ Mikey Drag from here in Houston, who does all the booking for Continental Club, as well as Big Top. Um, we've got the Walker, Walker. truck. We're doing there. a pig roast. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm building a volcano that I have to kind of rebuild because of the weather. I saw that. That was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. My smoke machine came in. Um, it's is that where, is that are you guys doing the pig roast? Or? No. Well, the Weston's doing the pig roast, okay. but we are. Uh, We're gonna come up with a few menu items. That we yeah, we've still got a few menu. Out, but, yeah, we've talked about but, the mo what moco loco. Yeah, loco moco. Loco moco. Oh, oh loco moco. Oh, yeah, man. loco moco, which is a pretty traditional like white rice with ground beef and a brown gravy, and it's gonna be super tasty. So we're going to have some super good food for you guys on Sunday from 4 to 8 at the West End by the Galleria, 5320 West End. Be Tyler. there or be square. Oh, it's totally free to come <laughs> in, and it's for charity, like the proceeds from the food truck, the pig yeah, roast. We'll it all. Um, we've got um, a, the, a dollar from every tiki drink sold is going to kidsmealshouston.org, yes, which, which provides meals for kids who don't get the nutrition that they need. So. No, we were with those guys before. They're a great cause. Yeah. There's a lot of kids in Houston. It's going to be a super, super fun and awesome event to yeah. check out. So, At the very least, you'll see us make a full exercise. <laughs> and it's rain or shine, too, because I know the weather is kind of iffy, but is you've it? never been in the wind. No, I think it's going to be getting up that far. Yeah, ahead. it already, it already oh, blew away, but you know. It's, it's I think that far ahead, but I don't do anything that far ahead. If you don't like the weather, you should <laughs> wait 15 minutes and then it'll be done. It'll change. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well oh, no, if it rains, the bands, we're just going to put the bands in the covered area and be good to go. So. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, there's something in, in the food truck industry you have to kind of roll with the punches, whatever. So, Things yeah. happen and you just... Oh, especially in pop-up industry. Oh, like, I'm sure it... you guys are like, well, we're kind of just here. Oh, no, I had a... God, it was about a month ago. I was outside. Um, I was cooking here, and the rain was supposed to hit till about 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. 8.30 hits deluge 
And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh come on, shit. are you serious? <laughs> and so I was trying to at least, you know, get in a few hours. Um, I lost a tablet. I lost, uh, I lost a couple of power cords, an extension cord. I lost an entire electric griddle, I, and I lost um, my square reader. Like Damn. everything got oh, flooded out. So it was like 400 bucks worth of equipment destroyed in like a matter of maybe five minutes. And I was delivering food to somebody inside and accepting payment. And then went back and everything was destroyed. I was like, Damn. well, I guess, I'm not, I guess I'm not cooking anymore tonight, guys. Like, and that's that. I can't even imagine. If you ever had, if you had like a tent fly away, I just asked because I have had oh, a yeah. tent. My oh. tent has floated away when I'm at the festival. Back house, oh yeah, outdoor back of house, and it just oh, oh especially at our bar uh, because there's that that tunnel that goes underneath the train oh, tracks yeah. uh, um, just north of Washington uh, on Houston Avenue, and oh my god, like oh, is it, it has that wind tunnel effect, yeah, and uh, it was probably when it was still I was already windy outside, but then it has that wind tunnel effect. I have to zip tie it to the fence um, so it doesn't fly away because at one point. It went probably about 40 feet down the, like as I was setting up, it blew away 40 feet from where I was setting up. And I was like, you don't live by yourself. You do these pop-ups. I do all my pop-ups by myself. Uh, only twice since I began have I brought in people. I don't know if the pig roast a couple years ago. Well, no, I'm talking about pop-ups. I thought the pig roast was kind of a pop-up. <laughs> I, I was the... Well, technically, I wasn't the executive chef at that. Oh, I was still the executive chef at that restaurant. And so that what he's talking about was when he helped me out with the pig roast at Onion Creek when I was the still the executive chef of Onion Creek, the executive chef and GM of Lowbrow and building Piggy's Kitchen Bar all at the same time. <laughs> and they're, but they're all connected, yeah? Yeah, all the they were group, all, uh, uh, under Gary Mosley. Yeah. As, uh, the only one that... Uh, what's the second one you said? Uh, uh, Lowbrow? Lowbrow, that was... <laughs> Yeah, Lowbrow was then sold to uh, to John Sheely, and then after Sheely sold it, it's to Agricola now, and now it's called Night Heron. Yeah, okay, so I, I, yeah. something happened over there. I mean, and before that, it was it was um, an Omar oh. place before Gary bought it from him, which is which was saving grace. <laughs> yeah. Omar Afro. <laughs> And before that, it was uh, Cafe Artiste. <laughs> so, you know, Cafe Artiste was awesome because it had a very small menu with crepes and deliciousness. And then it, that kitchen was the smallest thing in the history of Bad Cat. <coughs> Grand <Yeah>. prize. No, <laughs> no, no. To be honest, the kitchen at Lowbrow is smaller. Oh, now Night Heron. And there's no way they could expand it. There was, there's no way that there was any kitchen smaller than DMT's. Nope. Oh, that's true. Uh, Larry Ledoux. <laughs> there was no way that anyone so, I would put in that window as a dude. Just... So there's a shout out. That's Larry Ledoux. <laughs> so shout out to him. I remember in, and so he was a regular, I was a regular at DMT because I live on the same street as DMT now. Yeah. I have for the last uh, like almost three years. And when I was, when I was running piggies, is that uh, the, the the guy who ran the kitchen, Larry, he was like, "Hey, how you doing? You guys looking for people? Stuff like that." I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Dude, you make a great burger. You're doing a good job. Stuff like that. Cool." Uh, couple like a couple of weeks passes, and I order a burger to go because I had just gotten off work and I didn't want to bother my kitchen because we were slammed. 
and I was like, I'm done. Like, I, I'm done for the day. I stopped by, dropped my car off at my home, walked up there, grabbed a beer, and I was like, let me get a burger to go. And on the lid of the burger box said, please take me with you. I'm held hostage in this in this cabinet. It was literally like a dungeon. Like a it's a fucking, dungeon. It's like, it's like, a like solitary. It's like about three feet by three feet to move, and that's the entire... I mean, there's, there's some there. trailers that are tiny, but that thing was... Yeah, it was so small. I know for a fact they were doing no prep. And, it, like, there was no way they could It made me laugh so hard. And so, of course, so it's like, yeah, you like, your food's good, stuff like that. So I hired Larry with me. And so he went there, came and worked with me. And then he just, he was working with a, um, with a Figus, Figus Barbecue. Mm-hmm. He was working with them until, what, Phages? I can't remember how to Phages, Figus Whatever. He was working with them for about a year, um, a year, year and a couple months. And then he's going to be working with me now at the name of it is uh, Lazy Oaks Beer Garden. That's Long Point and Gessner. There you go. Yeah. Oh, going to be opening right up here. next week. Lazy yes. Oaks. Lazy Oaks. Same owners as Public House Heights. Shout out Lazy Oaks. Chris and Emily. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. So, uh, no, Lazy Oaks is right. the name of the place me. that we're opening up. Uh, definitely come by. Go see the Larry. He is the Larry. Uh, ask him about all this clothes that he buys from Forever Twenty One. Uh, <laughs> I just got a message, so I'm pretty sure. Oh, I thought that was going to be him. Because that would have been amazing. He's like, <laughs> "You're talking about me on this podcast." His spider senses went off. Well, guys, this is Soundbites HTX. We're live from uh, Public House Grant from Combio Culinary Concepts. Uh, just hearing about all this awesome food that you're just making all over the place, and it's got an awesome menu tonight. So. Save those, uh, don't make any dinner plans, come straight here for dinner. Uh, anything, um, anything to bring up? <laughs> Sorry, I just segued into that. Segued kind of awkwardly into that, but. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, just everybody should come by tonight and have some dinner and have some burgers and hang out and have yeah. some fun. You know what, actually, the uh, the signature cocktail right now is uh, Peach, You Better Have My Honey, uh, which is... Uh, you guys peach, in your, you guys peach, in your you better have my honey, honey for sure. So, uh, exactly. So, Peach, You Better Have My mon- my Honey uh, is the signature oh, cocktail show. of the week right now. And so that's going with my actually millions Peach's Burger, which happened completely accidentally, but it's a blessing at the same so time. So, did they make that cocktail... No. The, oh, no, 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 of, like it was already here. We showed up the same day yeah. and the cocktail was there and my burger was there and I was like, oh, it's meant to be. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, like mag- a little magnet. It is. Yeah, it's like not it's just a and so seriously, like <laughs> that's a great pairing for it. And if you're here, actually uh millions of peaches. I will say right now I'm looking at what the draft board is right now. Uh, Buffalo Bayou 1836 Copper Ale or the Yellow Rose um, from Lone Pine. Good will go perfect with oh, that. And then uh, for the Roadside Classic, probably Dark Car. Dark Car is one of my, uh, it's my go-to. It's a go-to. That's a go-to. It really uh, is. From so are you drinking right now? No. Not right now. But you drinking? From I'm drinking Mostly Harmless from your guys. Yeah. Well, That's Mostly Harmless good. is in... What was weird is because I saw that the other day. It says on the can now seasonal. Really? Huh. Yeah. That was like one of the ones they just had. I thought it was was a staple. staple. No, I thought it was a staple too, but like I was at 
Kroger and HEB, and both of them labeled them as seasonals. Hmm. Maybe huh. they're doing that why like uh, like why you labeled your burger the classic, you know, it's a spur of sales. <laughs> but you can't say a seasonal and then it's yeah, all four seasons. Yeah. Well, Brent, Mr. Brent Davis, what do you have to tell us about this? Brent no. Davis. <laughs> you can. Like uh, eggnog. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can get eggnog <laughs> year round. Eggnog says seasonal, but you can buy it in February. Exactly. In March. <laughs> oh, it's so cold then. <laughs> but like and that's also because they're trying to get rid of the stock before it's like it spoils. Yeah. Summer eggnog. No. No, there is no summer eggnog. <laughs> I bet we could Google this and find summer eggnog. Oh, what's the name of that? It's a... Uh... Oh, God. No, 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 it's a... This it's exists? A... No, it's a drink from the Netherlands. It's like a year-round drink. Um... Uh, we need to hit up the Trevor Yugen over there, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, a... it's, it's, it's a very Dutch thing. Yeah. Drink eggnog year-round. And no. yeah. so, so I'm so like not a fan of eggnog. Not, I make a really, really good eggnog apparently, but I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. I put a shitload of booze in everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I just, booze makes everything better. It really does. Speaking of which, my shot glass is empty, my drink glass is empty, but my um, bladder is full. So <laughs> I'll be back. Does anybody need anything from the bar? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to empty my bladder and then refill it again. Cool. Here. Shot. I'm so running Here. the show. Davison? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> eh. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm still on half a beer. I'm still on half a beer. So, Damn, so when you got started cooking, what um, did you have inspired from anywhere? Did you just decide to jump into cooking because it was a passion of yours from childhood? Or was it? Oh, definitely a passion passion from childhood like it was really cool because um i had my my grandparents on my mother's side who were from like des moines iowa and from uh, georgia originally and then they kind of they had this kind of midwestern to southern style and my dad's entire family is from uh lake charles louisiana and so like if one side like and then there was polish influence on my mom's side so like I was making goulash and I was making um, all these really cool recipes on that side and they came from money and then my dad's side not come from money and so they were making gumbos and jambalayas yeah. and etouffees and stuff like that and so I grew up with just like this beautiful like conglomeration of that stuff and my great aunt Sis and Snooks uh, who lived in middle of the middle of the state Louisiana they made the best fried chicken in the world Oof. like that's like we're talking about they never bought anything but whole hens if they didn't grow them didn't raise them themselves and like Shit. it was straight up you take the whole bird you break it down yourself every part's used and then you even like if we're going to save it for the next day you save all the bones you save everything um like you cut out the the, the spine when you cut out the, the rib cage when you take out even like the wishbone and everything else when you're making the fried chicken you make it boneless mm -hmm. i like because they would always um debone the breast which was awesome like they straight up like even split the rib cage and went through with the thumbs and yeah, that was like my favorite because as you grow older you always like you prefer dark meat as you grow older but when you're a kid you're like that's true. That's funny. Yeah, that's actually, true. Like, yeah, that's very yeah. true. No, it yeah. really is. It's one of those things that a lot of people don't realize is like you want the juicy succulent, but then and then but also can dry out too easily as you get older and know what the hell you're talking about. You're like, <laughs> man, thigh meat is so much more flavorful. But yeah. that but also the color is off putting. 
because especially when you're looking, you're like, oh, it's kind of gray, stuff like that. I don't want to eat that, you know. But shout out to um, OG McDonald's uh, chicken nuggets. When they the used OG to have the dark nuggets when I had the dark meat ones yeah. were so good. I had a chicken McNugget on the way back from catering a wedding uh, two months ago because I was I was I was hungover and I was like, oh, I gotta drive back. Need something, yeah. <laughs> and I was driving back from from north of Plantersville. And it was on May May the fifth. It was on Cinco de Mayo. I was driving back, and I was like, oh, "I'm hungover. I just carried this wedding solo for ninety people." Yeah, <laughs> that's a fucking big ass wedding to do by yourself. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, I got it. No problem." I was like, "All right." So I bought. They had the McDonald's at the two for five. And it was the only thing in Plainersville. I was like, "Okay, I'll stop at McDonald's." We had thirty minutes in line, and I was like, "I haven't had chicken McNugget forever. It's awful." Oh my god, they're so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just recent. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about like like a month ago. Yeah, uh, but, you know they're not gonna like when they break them in the commercial. Yeah, kind of still like chicken when you break them. There's like there's like air pockets yeah, and like you're like kind of like foam. You feel like people are like taking a piping bag and putting them inside of like a batter. It's like, oh no. I mean, you know, we all know how they're made. We've seen the Jamie Oliver yeah. video yeah. on place. <laughs> Supposedly they don't do that anymore. Bullshit. No, no, like, you can go to Wendy's and get chicken nugget and they're delicious. They've always been good since they introduced them. Yeah, because they're freaking good. Like, like that's my official endorsement for fast food is Wendy's chicken nuggets. And I'm going to eat those. I'm going to hit at Wendy's. Where can, you, where can you get a baked potato at a fast food place? Uh, yeah. Wendy's. And like, I, so. I love a baked potato. Like, I can go there and get a baked potato with sour cream and butter with chives and uh, six-piece nuggets for three bucks. And it's not good, but it's, I mean... <laughs> uh, depending on the Wendy's, dude. I, well, like, the one-off Shepherd, uh, the one-off 10. Yeah, I normally go to the one-off Patton, uh, Patton 45, and man, I'll tell you, like, okay. they make the potatoes fresh every day, and it's like, well, it's a creamy potato. I'm yeah. like... That's a pretty good baked potato. I mean, for two bucks. Yeah, for, for, for two bucks, bucks for a baked potato that big and a dollar forty nine for the nuggets, so three fifty. The one across from Nandini is really good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Shout out to Nandini Chef's Table. Yeah, Nandini Chef Table, big big shout out. Uh, they do great great work over there. And I've also, uh, you know, I've cooked there. Me too. What's up, brother? What's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> The business partner, Mon, is a... Uh, you want to join our podcast? Yes, yeah. Oh, we're... Um, it's all about... Uh, it's uh, um, Soundbites HDX. It's uh, all about food trucks and pop-ups. Yeah, food trucks, pop-up chefs. Food. I actually just gave a shout-out. This is, like, this is crazy because Mon Pint's here, and I just said that uh, pairing with my with my burger tonight is perfect with a yellow rose, so... Uh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Here, I'm like I'm redoing the burger though. Here, here. here? No, I'm, I'm cooking here tonight in like an hour and fifteen minutes. I thought you start serving yeah. at four. But no, I start setting up at four. I start serving at five. No, just making sure because I was gonna be like, oh, you're fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like shout out to Lone Pine Burger. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it, man. We're here. No, I have to hit like a thousand accounts. Long <laughs> sales rep. So, oh, shit. Well, run it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying is that with my millions of peaches, peaches with free burger, with the yellow rose goes great with it. 
right. Burger. Let me bring something up. This has been on my mind, and I tagged you in this the other day. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the Heights or White Oak, right down the street, which is uh, Christian's Kailgate now, it used to be a place called Camp House Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how Camp House potatoes were. I know it wasn't totally au gratin. No, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't fully mashed. It was a little chunky. No, it was more like a, it was more like a cheesy potato salad. Is what it was. It was almost like a, what they call like the Royale potato salad, where it didn't have the eggs, no hard boiled eggs. Yeah. It, though. it had like. But it was always warm. It was a warm potato salad. It's the best way. It was like a German potato salad that was warm, but with like cheddar cheese and. Because I want to try to figure out how to make it, but I have to remember how to do it. Booty ton of green onions in there. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Like that's the best way to put it. Like there were. Yeah, there was. Yeah, ton of green onions. But it was grounded. Like it wasn't like like whole, right? No, no, no. Only on top. They only put a few on top, but like it wasn't regular onions. Green onion that they put in there. Is that that was like this little green flex that you saw in there? Yeah. It wasn't chives. It was green onions. Okay. Uh, because it didn't have that it, the flavor profile. I remember this. Actually, vividly. Um, I mean, there's a whole summer when I was carrying up Zelda's. Shows you how old I am. Um, that was my per diem every day. I got lunch from Camp House. Nice. And then free shows at Fitz all summer. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I, that's what I've been like racking my brain about, and I really wanted to pick yours over it. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I didn't even see that I was tagging that. <laughs> you actually might need to like add this to the menu at some point. Is it? I know there's a bunch of people who still freak out about my potato salad that I do. Just the load baked potato salad. Oh, that's just great. Yeah, it's, it's got um, it's got caramelized pork belly inside of it, and then it's a uh, sour belly anything. And I'm, yeah, I'm and it's it. it's You're sour cream based, not. Oh, not, uh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what we're, we're sorry. There you go. So that's what we were talking camp about last yeah, Tuesday. It was Camp House. We thought it was uh, Gatlin's, but it's Camp yeah, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big white building, huh? Yeah, the, the big bowl right outside yeah, of it. Yeah, the big bowl, yeah. Everybody would take breaks in between drinking 40s of Mickey's outside of the mixture house and go take pictures in front of it. Or if you're, you know, you had old enough friends, you'd go across the street to what used to be Jimmy's Ice House and pound beers and then. Soul Street's just something different now. Uh, whole neighborhood. It's so it, like yeah, the whole neighborhood. You're enough. You're absolutely. Right. I think I kind of touched upon it last week. It's so interesting to see the people that in ten years from now are going to be the ones that are known as the chefs in Houston. The people, the restaurateurs in Houston, are all people that like you and you and people that we're interviewing. It might just have food trucks or pop ups now. But 10 years from now, those are the people that are going to be owning our restaurants. And those are the people that are going to be running our food scene. And it's just so cool to see it happening. And, like, I'm at the age now where, you know, I'm starting to have friends that I've been friends with for so many years that are starting to open restaurants. And, like, doing things to change the food industry in Houston. It's a really cool thing to be a part of it. Well, that's one of those things is, like, you know, Fertitas and the Papas and stuff like that, you know, they've, they've had their run and, they're, and they're still doing great. Um, even like the people who do Churrasco, like Churrasco's and stuff like that, you know, they're, they're they will always have a place in the city. The Carabas. And the Carabas, yeah. Uh, 
and the Mandolas, who is also the Carabas family, who yeah. do like the Raging Cajuns and stuff like that. Shout out, I actually worked for them in the mid 2000s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, way back in the day. Uh, so, like, that's kind of one of those things that, you know, there's always going to be a place for those. But if you don't learn something new every day, then you're doing it wrong. And a lot of the people who are doing this old school um, version of everything, never going to fade out, but they're going to kind of take the back burner. And then everyone who has these creative um, ideas of how the Houston food trend with how big of a melting pot we are and how intense of a social, like, it's like how socially acceptable being food oriented is now. Like back in the day, it's like, oh yeah, I eat to go and have a steak and a beer and, and have a, have a, have a cigar afterwards for a dinner party or I'm going to cook at home. And now that like the main social outing that most people do is like, let's go out to dinner. And instead of like, let's have our own entrees, it's like, let's try seven or eight different things. And that's, what's focusing towards the people like us now is that we make things that aren't too expensive. We make things that are creative and fun and things that are easy to share with people. And I think that's where the direction for dining is. And if hopefully if we stay on this track, you know, we have a bright future in it because I see it happening. Uh, hopefully you see it happening. I hope yeah. we all you guys see it happening that uh and all you out there, you know, that we we have a future in this city and not in, only in this city, but every single else everywhere else in the in the country, you know. Um girl from Mexico City. Uh, Daniela, oh, yeah. you just won best female chef in the world. Best chef in the world, I think. Yeah, and and she worse than Ricky Alvera, who is the uh, owner of Pujol in Mexico City, and also he has his place in uh, in New York City. And it's like that's freaking badass. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Let's go. Let's Everybody go. heard that. Yeah. Let's go. I thought that was one of my kids' boys. <laughs> yeah, you're. you're like, you know go. what it is? Is Cassidy's actually. Uh, just, uh, you know, being like, hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go and die. That's like Young Bucks. It's a Young Bucks game. And there's always going to be room for people who have established themselves. But the future is ours. And hopefully we can take it over before we're, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old. <laughs> I, love, I love where it's going. I think that yeah. the food truck industry and the pop-up industry, and mm-hmm. it just allows people to, like, put their creative freedom out there without having to, like, it's so much easier to do it because it's such a lower startup. Yeah. Well, I would even go as far as like a, even restaurants or restaurant spaces being counter service, you know, not being full sit down for service. Absolutely. You know, food options. Um, like you said, you can hit six or seven different spots. Mm-hmm. You can go try your favorite thing here. You don't have to order a full a full meal and sit it's down nice. and have a server. I you can try try something yeah, here, try something there. And I, think I do think that's what restaurants are. They're the ones that are being successful. Well, no, I, I love the idea of counter service too, because, and the reason why I love counter service is two reasons. Number one, it's easy for staffing. Number two, all these young bucks who want to get into the restaurant industry, who want to be a server, who want to be a bartender, you can hire them as a food runner and get their feet wet, you know, and because they're the ones who actually have the interaction with the guests at counter service places. Like they're the bussers, they're the food runners, they're the ones who the people see, they're the ones who are fulfilling it. They're the ones who learn that social interaction, which 
We'll help them inside and outside the restaurant. And so counter service is kind of the way to go, um, in my opinion, for especially like more casual places. Of course, there's always a place for fine dining. Exactly. And there's always a place for um, sit down service because people love that feeling of like, you know, I'm out and about and I'm paying for it. I want the full service. Yeah, but traditionally, if you're a counter service, it's going to be Thank not you. as high of a ticket item as it would be if you're a full service place. Which, then you tip, and you tip higher than normally. Always tip counter service. Please do. Um, also, shout out Lazy Oaks is going to be counter service. Uh, as someone that doesn't work in a place that's counter service, that works in like a full service restaurant and bar, I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that the West End would ever work as a counter service place. But as somebody that manages like a place that does full service, oh god, I dream of the day. <laughs> like the idea of, and it's funny because the idea of counter service to me, when I think of a managing position, I'm like counter service. Like, I don't want to manage a place that's counter service. And now I'm like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> of course I want to. I yeah. want to. Well, but I would call it bar service, but yeah. still, like, oh. Going back to what you two were saying about, like, you know, the, the future of the city's food scene, what's interesting to me is you look at a bunch of the people, you know, yeah. names, they're doing food trucks and things like that. And a lot of us, especially like you, Willow, Calio, people like that, we all come from like a punk rock background where. Yeah. We want to have a show? All right, we might not have a venue for it. We have to figure out how to put this shit on ourselves to get this band down here. That's the approach that a lot of you guys have taken to food. All right, I want to serve burgers today, but how am I going to do it on a scale? And then you guys figure it out. And you work It's not only profitable, but accepted by the public. Yeah. Because <laughs> even like, you know, Willow decided he liked barbecuing. He would, he would feed bands from out of town. And then he decided to do it as a pop-up and then go from there. You know? Where is he now? Uh, he, I, I, I can't. He's working on a new project. I cannot say anything more until I get yeah, explicit permission from my hefe. Yeah. But as long I as you know as that Willow is working on a new project. He was selling brisket this weekend, so. Good. Yeah, hefe ain't, ain't retiring. Yeah. Cool. So um, we just saw the time, and you were supposed to be serving food in how long? Oh, I, I normally start at five. But, uh, oh, I thought you started at four. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 I no. thought you started at four. I was like, dude, you got like four. I got four minutes four. to set up. You got four <laughs> minutes to set up. You got like, two helpers. I know. Soundbite HTX is going to help out. <laughs> oh, right. Well, since it's just the three of us, blood gets and denim. Blood, blood gets and denim. denim. Since I don't have mine on me right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, y'all talked about that explicitly <laughs> before doing this. See? I did. There you go. I did. Aww, denim. My denim brothers. You got some denim. I had to at least put some denim on for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were just uh, realizing that Bacon probably has some setting up to do and that Soundbox yeah. is going to help him. Yeah, no, so. <laughs> no, I'm like, wait, what? To be completely honest, I do this, you know, twice a day, six days a week for the last 17 months. 
if people help me, then they get in the way. <laughs> no, I just move shit for you. You tell me where to set, then I leave. Actually, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, proactive person. On there, oh, there can be too many cooks in the kitchen. They're that really is dead. a thing. It is real. I do not yeah, like I, there being. I, believe it. I mean, I've seen it. Yeah. It can fuck some shit up if you've got oh, yeah. too many people. It works for a bar too. Yeah, especially if they're they don't know what's going on or they're new to it. And, you know, just, or if they don't know how you work together, because you develop a rhythm with people that you cook with, where like you dance. No, almost, you know, almost basically. Like place, but like you know, the the person I used to cook with at Grand Prize when we were doing pop ups. We wouldn't have to talk to each other, basically. We knew what the other was doing. We'd be like, all right, I'm prepping this, yeah. you're doing that. We knew how to move around each other. And you threw somebody new into the mix, like, ah, my fucking rhythm's gone. I don't know how to move, you know, how to do that with this person. You can't dance with them. I can only dance with Jasmine in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, Grant has his own way of doing things. Yeah. What I've learned from working in kitchens especially with like chefs that you know sometimes they're a little angrier is i don't ask any fucking questions just tell me what you want me to do and i'm just gonna go ahead and do that be quiet i love that uh manny is my, my phone is blowing up because it's hashtag bring back manny uh, uh come on. Man, hashtag manny speaks <laughs> i know i do feel like i'll be i feel a little like lost without Manny. Yeah, Manny. Like, he's, Manny. like, the glue that, like, holds, like, he, the three of us together. Yeah, he kind of takes on it. He took that role on of, like, keeping the conversation going a lot, and, uh, now that he's not here, we, you and I are, like, like chimer inners. Yeah, we, like, chime And in. he's, like, the guidance of the group. So, I was gonna mention that earlier. That's actually my business partner, Mon. Okay. I was like, hey, where's Manny? <laughs> he's just kind of, he likes to troll. Oh, Manny awesome. is currently, <laughs> hopefully, getting shit-faced in Padre Island. Heck yeah. And we are extremely Wait, what time is Summer it? break. It's Summer break 2019. Woo! Uh, his wife said his wife surprised him with some uh, uh, resort tickets or some resort yeah. packs. Right so on. They're, they're out there. So yeah. the sun. Darn, you do your thing, Manny. We're, we're all wishing that we were doing this with you there right now. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. awesome. We, don't, we don't wish you were here. Yeah, we wish we, we wish were there. there. Oh, shoot. Uh, that's, yeah, the, like... that's the optimistic way of looking at it. We wish we were there except for the hours at 5 o'clock because that's when the peach burgers. Yeah, but I could be cooking down there too. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, it's a pop -up, you're right. You okay. could. Yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's like easy. We all go. Like, the peach burger is in the millions of peaches, peaches and three is included in that. Oh, just you guys wait. There'll probably be pictures to follow uh, yeah, everything that comes up. Um, thank you guys for having me. Like, this has been a hell of a time. Thank you start so setting much up. for coming on. Yeah, huh? absolutely. How can uh, how can people find you? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your handles, yeah. and all, yeah. that stuff. all that stuff? You can find me at the very difficult way of going to Instagram or Facebook, Combio Culinary Concepts, uh, C-A-M-B-I-O. Uh, either one of those, um, you can email me. Same thing. Combio Culinary <laughs> we'll Concepts the... at gmail.com <laughs> if you want to book me somewhere. And uh, definitely check out uh, Lazy Oaks Beer Garden out in Spring Branch. Um, Long Point. Uh, so we'll Lazy, be Oaks? The next, Lazy Oaks, yeah. We'll be opening in the next two weeks, and it's going to be insane um, where you can get a burger just like mine pretty much every day of the week. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Hell Looking yeah. forward to it. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for chiming in with Sound Bites HTX. Episode 9. Soon I won't have enough. Ooh. Oh, I'm fine. 
You're nine. I'm nine. That means I'm fine. You're nine. nine is fine. You're, oh, in in what's the in Kings or what's the drinking game? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine what's is it? fine. Kings. Nine, nine, nine is fine. Yeah, nine is, nine is fine. Hey, Kings Cup. Kings Cup. Yeah, Kings Cup. Nine is fine. Because you don't have to drink. Wait, no. Nine is rhyme. Nine is rhyme. Nine is rhyme. What the fuck? Should we play? Should we? Should we go for a round? Yeah, let's finish it out. With should rhyme. we go for a round of nine, nine is, is rhyme? rhyme? All right. So let's start with. Uh... Start. Well, no, no, no. You got to start with like. There's got to be a topic that you have to rhyme with, right? I thought it was just a word. Oh no! Oh, oh it's a word. It's a word. Oh. Then someone else like fart. It's a word that rhymes. Mart. Paul Blart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a word, you just started. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of categories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. categories. We're going to start with a new word then. Um, fiction. Diction. Yeah, I fucked you on that one. I fucked up easy, but I'm sorry, Lindsay. I was thinking of shun words, and I immediately went with erection, but it does not rhyme. Diction. <laughs> yeah, you chose a word that's like only has like three rhymes to it. Oh, I just wanted Lindsay to drink. Shit. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I drink. I don't even know if that's just water, but I'm. It's not. That's vodka. No, it's Kill not. Are you going to tell yeah. me to stop? Oh, is that part of the thing? I thought. Yeah, you, you have to tell her when to stop. Oh, I mean, I already stopped. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can stop. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we can't. We can't even. We haven't played this game in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, what the hell's going on? We're all old, thirty-plus people, so it's like I played it back in like high school and college. Yeah, but we were drinking Gatorade in high school. Gatorade. <laughs> you know, I actually can't drink Gatorade because of the sodium levels. And Let your lights fuck you up. Yep. I think Bacon and I in high school were uh, forty ounces of Mickey's. Yeah. We just threw away. So actually, it's kind of funny. So we had this like party. and hand grenades. Of course, and hand grenades. Crow. Would they still serve them? An old crow, old crow, and uh, yeah. If you guys were really and if uh, no one could get the forties, MD twenty twenty. I was about to say those were the crust crust punk days. Drinking at a punk rock kickball at APV Park. <laughs> what are you guys talking about, Mad Dog twenty twenty? Have y'all actually ever there? So there's a documentary about Mogan David wines. Not Mad Dog. That's actually like crazy interesting. You have my attention. Mogan David Wines, the creator of Mad Dog 2020. Just watch the story. I don't want to give anything away. It's an extremely cool documentary. There's a movie. Did they, they die? Watch of, it. They die of cirrhosis. Uh, I can't remember, but it's just it's interesting to hear. Mad Dog 2020 was basically their way. So Mogan David Wine Company was a wine company that create that was. Old, 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 old. Um, and they wanted to um, bring something to the younger crowd. So they created so, MG, MD, M MD, MD 2020. MD2020. And it's actually Mogan David, not Mad Dog. And okay. it's a really, sorry. Well, we're on that. I don't want to give anything away. Just watch the documentary. No, no, no. But while I don't know this, the little like details, but it's very. If cool. there are any fans of Lindsay's out here, and you know where I can get a bottle of Buckfast? Please let us know. Get a bottle of what? Oh, bacon nose. What's that? The cheap fucking uh, British wine made by monks. It's like oh, the British for yeah. locos. Buckfast. The British but, for locos. Buckfast. Buckfast. But by the way, and if we're talking about MD 2020, you know the the best thing is from the Gallo family of wine, Thunderbird. 
Thunderbird. That's what killed Kerouac. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and he used to drink the Thunderbird with the MD, and it was the Thunderdog. Like, you mix the two because Thunderbird tastes like trash. And then he mixed the MD 2020. And, oh, oh God, we drink a lot. Those were the days. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys for yeah. tuning in. Signing out. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Somebody actually asked, like, Support your local Turbo Yugen. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. I'm There's perfect. like five of them. Four of them. Five of them. There's chubby dudes. That's international, but they're.